This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Jinx, we talked about this a little in the last segment, how in sports, this is a big week, especially in college football. So a lot of us are used to working Thanksgiving. So, Jinx, mm-hmm. here's my question to you. Okay. What is the worst Thanksgiving meal you have ever had? Because for me... It was a couple of Pop-Tarts from the vending machine and a Diet Coke one Thanksgiving because it was one of my first jobs in Columbus, Georgia, and I didn't have time to go get dinner, and I was working. Oh, my God. That sounds terrible. I Pop-Tarts think... are pretty good. Well, Pop-Tarts <laughs> are pretty solid. I wouldn't say they were a staple of a great Thanksgiving Day meal. You know what it was? I'll tell you what it was. This was one of my first TV jobs, and, of course, I had to work Thanksgiving, and... The station didn't have enough money to buy anyone any sort of group Thanksgiving meal from, like, the local restaurant or anything. So I was so broke at the time, my first TV job. So I believe I had no turkey, no dressing. I believe I made myself, like, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I just took it to work because I was a one-man band, and I had to shoot stuff and then also do everything myself, which is how it is in small market TV. So I remember eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and murmuring to myself, well, happy Thanksgiving. And that was it. It was pretty depressing. (laughs) I think it's not that depressing until you look at social media and you see everybody with their big spreads and feasts and with their friends and family. And you're like, wow, well, I am sitting at my computer typing up my rundown and eating some Pop-Tarts and this delicious Diet Coke. Uh, But... (laughs) Let's stop depressing everybody, and let's bring in Joe Agilio. Joining us on the Roman Guest Line, he is the co-host of BetQL Daily, immediately after us with Joe O and Aaron Hawksworth each and every weekday. So, Joe G., thanks for joining us on Thanksgiving, and I'll ask you this. What was your worst Thanksgiving meal ever? Yeah, I was trying to think through it as, as I heard you guys give yours. I, I think, you know, when I first started getting into radio, you know, you, you, you do different times, shifts, and you know how it is, guys. You just were talking about it. You take the, you take the shifts, you take the shows they give you or the assignments they give you. So I, I, I remember one, maybe this is about 12 years ago or something like that, where I was um, Pop-Tarts and whatever was in the vending machine Ooh, yeah. at the radio station I was at. Yeah, it, sometimes you got to get by, right? you got to eat. you got to have some energy to get on the air, so... That was Thanksgiving for me one year. I just love how Chelsea sounds like the Chelsea sounds like the Kool Aid Man whenever you mention Pop Tart. She's like, "Oh yeah!" Even on Thanksgiving, (laughs) (laughs) Pop 
Pop-Tarts aren't that bad. And you know I love Pop-Tarts. And if you're going to be eating from a vending machine, at least that's a good option. Like, that's one of the higher-end options from a vending machine. Like, usually they were a dollar, a dollar twenty-five, which is kind of a lot for a vending machine meal. But let's transition to some of these football <laughs> games because we actually do have some pretty good action on the slate today. So, Joji, of these games, is there anyone in particular that you have your eye on? Yeah, well, it's the first one. I, I, I love to dive into the games that, that people are like, oh, that's gross. Uh, yeah, that, that's the game I want to dive into. Now I'll be watching intently the second two games. But the first game, I'm on the Lions, guys. I, I, the Lions plus the three, plus three and a half, depending on where you, you saw it over the week. I know it's down to two and a half some places this morning. Uh, it sounds like Jared Goff is going to play, which is obviously a boost for the Lions. He's not great, but Tim Boyle's you know, barely a uh, professional quarterback. So this should, should give Detroit a better chance in this game. And I just think the vibes with, with the uh, Bears are awful. I mean, you got the owners basically telling the players we're not going to fire the coach. They have injury issues on defense. Hasn't made a good defense to begin with. Uh, I think the Bears are ripe to be beat today. And I feel like Dan Campbell – I could just picture, guys, Dan Campbell standing at the podium with a big old turkey leg in his hand after the Lions' first win. I, I'm on the Lions plus the point that I, I could see them winning this game. We're talking with our good friend Joe Giglio, co-host of BetQL Daily. Immediately after us with Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth, you can also hear him on WIP in Philadelphia weekday evenings. Joe, when you look at the second game of the day, we have the Raiders visiting the Cowboys. The Cowboys laying seven and a half points at home. And I saw something yesterday where I don't know if I have the exact number right, but I believe the Cowboys are something like 1-12 and against the number in their last 13 Thanksgiving Day appearances because the Cowboys are a publicly bet team, and that is more so on Thanksgiving Day. Where are you riding here? Yeah, well, Jenks, I, I agree with the premise, and it makes sense. And they're usually playing a team that is not a publicly bet team. You know, the Raiders, you know, you could say at times maybe, but they, they, they don't put the Packers against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. We're not talking about two marquee teams. Usually they're facing someone who's not a marquee opponent. Everyone's going to jump on the Cowboys. Uh, and I think this number is inflated. Um, Dallas has issues on the offensive line right now. Zeke's banged up. We're not sure with the wide receiver position what's going to happen today um, with some of the guys we know Cooper's going to be out, obviously, because of, uh, of, of COVID protocols. So they're not the same on offense. And I don't think Dak has been the same since he came back from his calf injury. So I see a lower-scoring game. And when I, when I think lower-scoring, I think the game goes under its total, I would take the points with the Raiders. I'd be surprised if Dallas doesn't find a way to win. They really need to win this game. But I, I do like the, uh, the under on the game, and I would take the points with the Raiders. And then the final game on the slate today in the NFL is the Bills and the Saints. And normally in the sports betting world, I kind of like to, you know, zag when everybody's zigging when it comes to these injuries. But the injuries are just piling up for the Saints. And it's not just fringy guys. It's the best players on their team, offensively speaking. So looking at this spread, it's the Bills minus six on the road at the Saints. Uh, who do you like here, or do you like a total, or is there anything you think people should have their eyes on in this one? So there, there is a prop I like in this game. Josh Allen to, to score a touchdown is what I'm looking at in this game. The Saints defense gives up a pretty good amount of rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks, including we saw last week Jalen Hurts get three against them in the Eagles-Saints game. So that's an angle I, I like. Look, Chelsea, I, I'm with you on the Bills. The, the injuries are so I mean, they're basically cluster injuries across the offense, including the offensive line for the Saints. That's a problem. Um, I wish, you know, it, it, the better number was earlier in the week. It's about four and a half before this thing jumped off and people realized, oh, the Saints are really banged up. But, you know, I think the Bills, as we saw last week, could be had by teams with good offensive line and strong running games. 
that's not the Saints right now. They just don't have the firepower to beat this Bills team, even though the Bills are coming off a pretty bad loss. I would lean towards the, uh, the Bills with the number, and I'm going to take Josh Allen to score a touchdown tonight. We're chatting with Joe Gileo. He is co-host of BetQL Daily. Immediately after us with Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Joe Gileo Sports. Joe, yesterday the world got to see what it's been waiting to see for years, which is a picture of Aaron Rodgers' toe. And he says he doesn't have COVID toe, which was a response to that story in the Wall Street Journal. He has a broken pinky toe. He's in a lot of pain, could have surgery. But when you look at that aspect of his health, regarding this weekend's game at Lambeau where the Packers are hosting the Rams and the Packers are a small one-point favorite. Do you lean to a side here? I think this is a great bounce-back spot for the Rams, but then again, conversely, few teams in the NFL have been as good against the numbers, Green Bay. Yeah, I'm with you, Jenks, your first thought on this. Um, this is a bad spot for the Packers. So the Rams are coming off their bye which gives Sean McVay, McVay a couple weeks to figure out what's gone wrong there because they played two really four games in a row. Tennessee at home they lost, and then we, we all saw it on Monday night a couple weeks ago when they really got beat badly by the San Francisco 49ers. So it's two weeks for McVay to kind of get back in the lab and figure out what he's doing here. And really, they were caught off guard. I mean, the, the, the Odell Beckham signing, I think, was just an opportunity they didn't want to pass up, so they tried it, but that, you know, that's kind of forced. And then they lost Robert Woods that same week. So I'm not really surprised in retrospect that that offense was really disjointed against the 49ers. I think two weeks is a big, a big advantage. Plus, along with Rodgers being hobbled, David Bakhtiari is out again. He had to have arthroscopic surgery, their left tackle in Green Bay. So, I, you know, you get a rested Rams team, a team that has a good coach, a team that will have the better pass rush in this game without the Packers' left tackle. The quarterback for Green Bay is hobbling around and calling out people on Twitter. That This feels like a Rams spot. I will take the Rams to win this game outright. All right, so you can't come on the show and we can't not ask you about the Eagles. The Eagles and the Giants squaring <laughs> off this week where the Eagles are road favorites minus three and a half. And it looks like an Eagles team that has found their footing offensively at least. But where do you see this one going? Do you think three and a half is too many points in a divisional matchup? And I almost laugh saying that because the Giants have looked so bad. Yeah, it is a lot of points. I mean, my my normal lead here would be the Giants plus the three and a half because it's just it, it just feels like a lot for a divisional matchup. Plus, an Eagles team that while they're coming into their own, we're not talking about a team that's been consistently excellent all year. Um, the one thing you have to, to kind of contrast here is the Eagles look really good, the Giants look really bad. So is the number inflated? Probably a little bit. Um, I like the Eagles to win this game. Is it about a field goal? Probably. I'm going to stay away from the side because it just feels like it's, it's lined. It's lined to beat you. Whichever way you're going to be on it, it's lined to beat you. I do think the Eagles win, and it's funny. We, we, you know, we've had a lot of conversations when I've been on the air with you guys about the Eagles, and the transformation they've gone through offensively is, is pretty remarkable. They, they remind me, Chelsea, now of, of what the Ravens started to become with Lamar Jackson. Like the whole offense is based on the run game, and these defenses don't know what to do because Hurts could keep it or he could hand it off. And um, I think it's going to take defenses a while around the NFL to figure out how to stop it. Joe, you look at the Eagles, they're five and six. You know this. They're only a half game out of the playoff picture. Do you think they can rally and make the postseason? They're plus 135 right now at BetMGM, and they have the easiest schedule the rest of the way. Their opponents have a combined winning percentage of 383 at the Giants, at the Jets. There's a bye. Then it's Washington, the Giants, at Washington, and the Cowboys. Can they make a playoff run here? 
I think they can. And, and part of this is the game this weekend in San Francisco is going to help them. It's the Vikings against the 49ers. I think those are the two teams. Like, if we were to line them up right now and you say, Joe, rank these teams, who's the best team? I would put both the Niners and Vikings over the Eagles. You know, they'd be probably third in these rankings of potential playoff teams at the bottom. But they got to play each other, which means one of those teams is going to lose the game, which opens the door for the Eagles here. And you mentioned the schedule, Jenks. I mean, look at it. Look at the quarterbacks they're going to play down the stretch of the season. We're talking about Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson and Taylor Heineke, who's actually played pretty well the last couple of weeks. But Heineke's probably the best one they're going to face you know, the next six weeks or so. And then it's Daniel Jones again. And then it's Heineke again. They have a lot of winnable games in the schedule all the way up until week 18 against Dallas, which now that becomes interesting for two reasons. One, is there any chance the Eagles are within a game heading into the final week with Dallas? Probably not. But if Dallas has the division wrapped up, the Eagles may see Cooper Rush in week 18, which may be almost like a free pass into the playoffs. I think Eagles plus 135 to make the playoffs is, uh, is definitely an interesting bet. And I think they'll be around nine wins. We'll see if that's enough. I think for the first time on the show, you've actually convinced me to bet on something for the Eagles, which is saying a lot because I don't ever trust the Eagles. But you can't come on the show without, you know, talking a little smack about the other shows on our network network because that's what we do. We're bad teammates. So let's look at Bet MGM tonight's turkey leg parlay. And listen, I'm a little mad that we didn't get a parlay of our own. But here it is. It's the Lions plus three and a half, the Raiders Cowboys under 51 and a half, and the Bills Saints over 46 and a half. Tell us why this is the worst parlay of all time. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that, that crew at night, they're off the walls. We, we know that. So that, that's, that's number one. So you knew there'd be a problem here somewhere. I, I think the, the final leg is the problem. You, you said over in the Bills Saints game, Chelsea. I don't think this game is going over the total simply because the Saints offense is just not workable right now. I mean, I watched Trevor Simeon live last week. I know that guy's had an NFL career, and um, you know he's not a total stiff. He, you know, he can move the ball a little bit, but, boy, he has some tough throws. You're like, this guy can't move the football consistently. And that Bills defense has been very good against the pass. So I think it's a tough night for the Saints offense, and I think generally it's a lower-scoring game. That's where they get tripped up. I love the idea of a turkey leg parlay, but I don't think it's going to hit, unfortunately. I love it. I love that both guests that we've had on our network – have gone against BetMGM tonight. So we're making an alliance. Everybody against BetMGM tonight. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. He's Joe G. He is the co-host of BetQL Daily, immediately following our show each and every day. Joe, thanks for waking up with us on a holiday. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. Anytime. We'll talk next week, and, uh, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.